pray that I would just fade out and your word would go forth and accomplish that which you've set it out to do in each life represented here. God, we honor you. We magnify you. You are the honored guest here. May you be lifted high in this place. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen and amen. So a couple weeks ago, I did a message called That Hundredfold Life, talking about the seed and some going to 30-fold, some 60, some 100-fold. So the 100-fold life theme is going to carry on through us with us through 2018. So every message will have the sense that we're trying to reach the full potential that God has for us in our life. Today's message is entitled, Take Your Time. Take Your Time. 2 Timothy 3.16 3.16 is the other verse, you know, John 3.16 is that common verse, for God so loved the world. But 2 Timothy 3.16 is another verse that is very powerful that I would say you should commit to memory. It says, all scripture is breathed out by God or God breathed and is profitable for teaching, for reproof or rebuke, for correction and for training in righteousness. And then it goes on to say later in that verse, and it that the man of God may fulfill and accomplish every good work. Let he would be fully equipped for every good work that God has for him. When I read that, 2 Timothy 3.16, you get the impression that says all scripture is God-breathed or breathed out by God. And we can almost imagine, you know, if you're standing really close to someone and you can feel their breath on your face, it's warm, it's close. Well, we got to remember that the scripture is breathed out by God. You cannot separate the word of God from the mouth of God. When it says all scripture is God-breathed, it is so fresh and so now it is not like dead. It is alive. It's living. It's active. We cannot separate it from the mouth of God. So when we think all scripture is breathed out by God, that means it's alive. It's now that it is warm, that it is God's voice speaking to you. The main lifeline of relationships is what? communication. And God has not given us this sacred text, this Bible, simply for scholarship or head knowledge, but for relationship. This is not just scholarship or that we fill our heads with more knowledge. It's because he wants to relate to us through his word. His desire is to connect and speak to us through his word. You know what? One of the things that's really important to do is to approach God's word first and foremost as if there's nothing else like it. There is nothing like this book. There is no comparison to any book. I remember when I was managing the spa at the Hyatt in Huntington Beach, I had this massage therapist. His name was Chuck. And Chuck was about 60 years old. He was born in Korea. And he had studied every type of religion. And I remember him sitting in my office one day. We were talking about the schedule for, his, for the job that he had to work that week. But I remember him and I getting into a conversation because he knew I was a born again Christian. And he told me, Anna, I have studied it all, but I was living in, I don't know, some Asian country. And he got a hold of a Bible and he began to read it. And he just testified to me. There was something totally different about this book. When I read this book, it penetrated me. It was alive. It it, it was active in my life, and he came to become a Christian, not by anybody witnessing to him, but, but sh- purely by reading the word and going, this is true, and this is God, and it's alive. The word of God is God-breathed. 
breathed out by God to have relationship with you. It's a sacred text, not like any other book. And we come to it with reverence and awe and we value it. I remember Beth Moore, she's like a Bible teacher. And she, her daughters asked her when they were teenagers and coming into their own reading, like, mom, like, what is the big deal about the Bible? And she was like, no, we respect this book. And that is how she raised her daughters, to respect the word of God, to come to it with wonder and awe and respect and value the word. The main lifeline of relationship being communication, God wants to communicate through the scriptures. An important thing to do is to set a time and a place to meet with God set an appointment. We set appointments with people we don't even like, right? The dentist, I hate the dentist, but I set that appointment and what? I turn up at that appointment because I have an appointment. Well, this could work in your life with Christ. Some of us need to set an appointment. Pastor Robert Morris out of Gateway Church in Texas said that one time he had this very big giver that was coming in to give him a big donation towards a building plan. And the giver, the businessman said, I'd like to meet with you tomorrow morning to give you this check. We're talking big money. And Pastor Robert Morris said, I cannot meet with you tomorrow morning. I have an appointment with God. And he did not waver on that appointment, that time to be in God's presence. He had it on the calendar. It was not being shifted for any giver, for anything that was holy and set apart. He made that appointment. Make time to meet with God. For me, earlier is the key. I have a very strong flesh nature. I have four young kids. You, you, I am a amazing Christian from about six to seven in the morning. And then my kids wake up and my husband wakes up and then I am just flesh, flesh, flesh. But if I get in the Lord's presence early enough, if I confess sin, if I, I just come before him and thank him, if I get perspective, I find that my days, I could go out without that time in the word and surely be loved by God. I'm loved no matter what, but victorious I am not. And I am looking for victory in my life. So I consecrate that time in the morning to seek God, to get in his presence, to get in his word. And I set that time and I try not to waver. We have a a quote here at the rock that says, we read our Bibles. Yes. And we strive to get in the word every day because it is God breathed. It is alive. It is his voice speaking to you. There's nothing like it. There is no substitute for opening those pages of scriptures and having it come alive to you in your certain situation. You know, life is hard. And if you're around long enough, you understand that stuff comes up and God has a lifeline for us in his word. Perspective, hope, strength found in the pages of scripture. It's a holy text. I can always charge out into my day without that time, but it makes a big difference. I know that sometimes I need to come in and even just confess sin before I get into the word of God, just asking him to cleanse me of attitudes. I find the longer I walk with God, the pickier he gets. It's like he used to be like, okay, don't go out and do that anymore. Now it's, he'll address me on my attitude. Like, like really, like he will call me out. But I feel that that is precious because the more I know him and more intimately acquainted I am with him, the more it's like he trusts to reveal these things to me and that I'll respond to him. Yes, Lord. I know that wasn't a right. Renew a right spirit within me, Lord. Cast me not away from your presence and renew a right spirit within me. That's what time in his word and his presence does. You know what else the Bible does? 
It can heal you. You get in the word of God long enough, you will find healing come to your life. It says in Psalm 107, verse 20, he sent forth his word and healed them. He sent forth his word and healed them. That the word of God, if you partake of it long enough, you will find healing in the deepest places. As deep calls out to deep, he will meet you and heal you. I had things from my childhood that happened to me. I don't remember the date on the calendar when God delivered me from those things. I just remember partaking of his word, being in his presence, and those things just being healed out of my life. It wasn't some... 12-step thing, nothing I did. It was time in his presence and his word. And I just remember waking up and feeling free. I was free from those memories. I was free from that pain. And I, I know it was the word of God. It says he sent forth his word and healed him. You spend time in his word, you will find healing come to your life for things done long ago, for memories, for hardships. He will heal you through his word. You may need healing in deep places, and the word of God will heal you. This is a sacred text, you guys. I cannot emphasize enough how powerful it is. When it says it is living and active, it means it is living and active. Ruth Graham Bell would always say, no matter how I tried to hide from God, the word of God would always find me. You know, you get in there and God will find you right where you're at. He'll address a situation. He'll confirm his love if you're needing confirmation of his love. He'll confirm callings. He'll confirm so much through his word. We can approach God's word if there's nothing else like it. Everything we need for life and godliness is found within this book. Everything you need to know for this life and walking in godliness is found in this book. This is it. This is it. He has penned it and inspired it, and it's there for us. What a thrill to have the Bible. What a thrill to have the Bible. 1 Samuel 3, 1 says, The word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no frequent visions. And when it says rare, it doesn't mean it wasn't happening often, but it also was meant that the word of the Lord was precious and valuable. We have to value the word of God in our life. Um, Beth Moore also told this story about when her, one of her daughters was little, she would come down the stairs and first thing in the morning, she would look at her mom and go, mama, are you going to boss me today? Can you imagine having a little sassy pants? I don't have a sassy pants daughter, but mama, are you going to boss me today? I mean, talk about strong. She was just already waking up like, are we going to get into it? You're going to tell me what to do and where to go. You going to boss me, mama? Well, you know what I feel like? First thing in the morning, I need the Lord to boss me. That's why I get in his presence. I need him to tell me what to do. I need him to correct me. That's a scary place if he's not calling me out on my stuff. Amen. I need him to search me and know me and perfect me. And I come to his presence needing him to boss me. And I can't wait till later in the day. That's too late for me. I don't know about you, but about 10 a.m. after my coffee wears off, that's not a good thing for me. But the word of God will sustain you. It will heal you. We have to value it. We have to approach it as if it's God's fresh word, fresh, hot off the pages. This is not a dead book. This is an alive book. It has words for you. You need answers this morning. This is where you'll find it. You have this treasure sitting in your homes that we bypass. 
I'm telling you, I'm praying that a hunger would well up. And if this, we would get this and get in our words and get journaling, 2018 will be a radical year. You know, I look at Christians, life. I look at a man like my dad and my husband, that every day wake up, Joel writes his meditations on Starbucks napkins, and he has a car full of them. When God speaks to him, it's on a Starbucks napkin. And that's his place where he meets with God. I remember being a young girl, And knowing every morning I would hear my dad in his office with the music playing soft, journaling and writing. He has hundreds of journals of the things God has spoken to him over the years. And I've saved my journals, too. I was looking back at some when I was a new mom, when I was, you know, four kids under six. That was pleasant. And those were precious days. But my journals were different. And God says in his word, I gently lead those with young. He he gave me that confirmation out of his word when I was buried in diapers and, and, and stuff. And he said, I gently lead those with young. And he was gracious to me with those young babies. He was so good. But those journal entries remind me. They're our story. They're me and him. When he talks to me, I talk back to him. Oh, I heard you say that, Lord. I love you too. It's so good. I'm so excited for what you're doing. Thank you for this. I'm concerned about this. Amen. Amen. God can come to a prepared atmosphere. When you set an appointment and God knows he's going to meet you, he comes to those prepared atmospheres. He loves that knowing. Sherry and I, we're connecting in the morning. I got some things to whisper to her heart. There was um, a a story about Pastor Bill Hybels. He's a big pastor out of Willow Creek. And he was sharing a testimony of this wealthy account executive or ad executive that came to him one day and said, Pastor Bill, I know you're suggesting that we get up early and read our Bibles, but you don't know my life. I get up at 530. I got to get into the city. I work my job. I got get off at seven. I got to see my kids. And Pastor Bill just said, you make time for things you value. And he just left it at that. If you value it, you'll make time for it. He left that conversation. A couple months later, that ad executive came to him and said, I did what you said. I've been making time. And his whole countenance was different. He was a different man. So then a couple months later, the ad executive said, I'd like to have you over, Pastor Bill, and your wife to my home. So they go to the home. They're having appetizers. And the ad executive says, I want you to come and see my place where I meet with God. And he had purchased this beautiful rocking chair this um, executive, and he had been rocking there and reading his word and letting God speak to him. Several months later, the same ad executive came to Pastor Bill and said, the Lord has spoken to me. I'm quitting my job in advertising, and I'm going to come serve you here at the church. You don't need to pay me. I've got enough in savings. This is a word of the Lord. God changed this man's direction through time in his presence, and he experienced such a fruitful season. Then later on, after time in his rocking chair, God spoke again and said, I want you to head out to Colorado Springs, help your friend plant a church, but I don't want you to work in the church. I'd like you to go back into the ad, you know, executive agency and make income and support and fund the church. So he did that. Had he not consecrated and valued the word of God, got that rocking chair, set an appointment, made a time and a place, he could have missed his destiny. God had a destiny and a redirection. Could God have things he wants to tell you and we're not listening because we're just rushing out in our our day, the pride of presuming sometimes, I know what's best for me. I'm logical. This is what I'm doing. What if you would depace yourself and take your time, slow down, get in God's presence? He could reveal mysteries 
secrets. He knows you better than anyone knows you. And he knows the plans he has for you. And so wouldn't you want to get with the plan maker to know the plans? That's how we do it. Before we read the word, be still before God and worship. Psalm 4610 says, be still and know that I am God. Exodus 1413 says, fear not, stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. The Lord will fight for you and you have only to be silent. You know, sometimes the Bible says in quietness and trust is your strength. You can come sometimes into his holy presence and not say a word. Just be there and be still. Second Chronicles 2017 says you will need not to fight in this battle. In this portion of text, they sent the worship team out in front of the battle lines. And you know what? They never engaged the battle because worship caused an ambush. And so the enemy started fighting each other. Worship is powerful. Even if you can't sing like me, I cannot sing. I put on a a Pandora or worship and I let it fill my house and I sing like I can sing. I sing a new song to the Lord, whatever's coming out of my heart. And by the time I enter into the reading time, battles have been won. Things are coming down in the spirit. Power is being accessed. And I'm just standing there going, Lord, I need you. I need you. Every hour I need you. And he loves that. It says he inhabits the praises of his people. You want God to turn up to your appointment? Praise him. Robert Morris also gave this testimony for about nine months. He had this stabbing pain between his shoulder blades. He went to doctor after doctor, and they were just saying, we don't know what it is. We don't know what to do for you. He walked out of one doctor's appointment. He just threw his hands to heaven and said, God, you're my only hope. You're my only hope. God beckoned him to a longer quiet time that day. Come in my presence. He got in his presence and God revealed, I want to address you on some of these weak areas, some of these things you need to turn from. We all have those things just because we're up here. Guys, I have so much sin to confess. I'm telling you, it is so freeing to go, God, I felt so frustrated at that person. God, I felt jealous. Why did that happen for them? I thought that was going to happen for us. Lord, I'm disappointed. And I might have acted out in that disappointment. God, I lost my temper there. Just come clean. Just walk before him. Search me and know me, God. See if there be any, any off way in me. And reveal it to me. And lead me in the path everlasting. It's so simple. Isn't he pure and beautiful? So Pastor Robert said he got in God's presence. He confessed sin. He revealed weaknesses. And he said after that time in God's presence, that pain was gone out of his back. God was his only hope. And God will meet you as you seek him and you will find him. As we pray and read, you come into his presence and you're thinking, well, what do I pray about? Do you ever have those long lists of prayers of just needs and concerns? And pray whatever is on your heart. Whatever is on your heart, if it's your finances, start there. You can't even enter in sometimes until you address the things that are where? On your heart. If it's your family, if you have a child you're concerned about, if something's going on, pray whatever is on your heart. Start there. He loves that. He wants to connect with you. Remember, he's not scholarship. He's relationship. He's looking to relate to you. He doesn't care what you know. He wants to be with you. He loves you. Then after you pray for whatever's on your heart, then it says in Mark 135, rise early in the morning. It says, pour out your heart before the Lord. It was still dark. He departed and went out to a desolate place. And there he prayed. Pray to God for those things that are on your heart. 
Psalm 119, 147. I rise before dawn and I cry for help. I hope in your words. God is so faithful. And then lastly, listen to God and write what he's saying as you're reading the scriptures. It says in Psalm 45, 1, my heart overflows with a pleasing theme. I address my verses to the king. My tongue is like the pen of a ready writer or scribe. And then it goes on in 1 Chronicles 28, 19. All of this he made clear to me in writing from the hand of the Lord. Sometimes as you begin to journal, God will reveal things just in your writing, things that you didn't even know he wanted to speak to you just as you're journaling. It's a precious time. And in your journal as you receive it today, there's directions on all this. But 2018 is going to be a different year, y'all. This is not going to be like former years. If you will catch this, you will approach the word and value it. You will understand that it is God-breathed. It's different than any other text. It's sacred. It's holy. We cannot separate the word of God from the mouth of God. This is fresh from heaven word for you when you get into its pages. Tailor-made for your life. You know, as I scan the years of my life, I'm 41, and I've been, my was raised in a Christian home. Um, as I scan the years of my life, it's the things that God has spoke to me over those years that stand out as the very highlight of my life. I'm telling you, we just had Christmas, and you get presents, and I got an anthropology candle, and I have all these fun things, and my kids got fun stuff, and I'm telling you. Nothing compares to seeking God and him speaking to you about your life. I'm telling you, in these past years, as I began to hear the voice of God call me into the ministry, I've always worked in the marketplace. My husband was surely called. My dad and mom were surely called. But that wasn't going to be me, you know. But as I spent time in his presence, he began to shape and fashion me. And I heard him call me by name. I heard him ask me almost like, Anna. I'm calling you. I have a call for you. And it was like, there's nothing like it. It's like I would wake up and think, I heard from heaven. God is speaking to me. He's confirming his plans for me. There is nothing in this life that compares to God confirming his love for you, his plans for you, and he wants to speak. You hear people say, well, I get to the word of God and it's just dry. I don't feel it. You want to know what? Approach God's word with the Spirit's filling. Ask God, say, fill me afresh before I get into your word today. Fill me afresh. When you approach God's word with the Spirit's filling, you will find that it is magnificently different than just coming to it empty. If you've quenched the Spirit because of sin or disobedience or you're not doing the things he's told you to do, address that first. Ask God's spirit to fill you and then get into the word. You will not find it dry. It is alive. It's the most thrilling book you could ever read. And because it's tailor-made for you. We read all these other books, but this book is for you. It's his story to you of his promises, his plan, his covenant with you. Man, when I get the promises of God about a situation, I told you guys, when I was really gripped with the fear of lack for a lot of years, just thought like, is there going to be enough, God? Are you going to provide? And I went into the word of God and found the promises in scripture about if I'm a tither, God, you said my barns will always be full and my vats will overflow. Well, I received that word and it was alive to me. It wasn't a dead word. It was alive to me. And it began to penetrate my heart and brought hope and restoration. 
And I saw it manifest that it wasn't, I wasn't in lack. It was just in my mind and heart, but God will reveal those things. He sent forth his word and he healed them. I needed healing because my mind was messed up and how I thought about God and his provision for me. So as I got in the word, it heals me. If you need healing in deep places, the word of God will do that for you. I agree, as we walk with God and hear, read his word and hear him whisper through scripture to our hearts, it's truly the highlight of my life. And I know for some of you, you can totally agree. There is nothing that compares to hearing God speak to you. Anna, he said to me, I've called you for this time and season to use you for the things I've placed inside of you. I remember people used to tease me. They would say, oh, you sound like a walking devotional. You know, like the way I would see God and express things was kind of like, they said it sounded like a devotion book. And I remember being embarrassed, like, why do I talk like that or think like that or have that way? Well, when God speaks to you, man's opinion goes out the window. You've heard from heaven that he made me this way. He fashioned and formed me with the way I think and the way I talk and the way I see things. And he confirmed that he was going to use that in my life, that it wasn't a a setback or something. It was a setup for me to walk into the fullness that he's called me to. His voice was speaking to me. If I could say what I desire for us collectively as a church, as a people, that we would have a deep hunger for the Lord and for his word that we would have a deep hunger for the Lord and his word, his presence, that we would believe the Bible, amen? That you would believe the word of God. That's what I shared, a hundredfold life, is that the word of God reaches its full potential in your life. The seed has the potential to produce 30-fold, 64-fold, or 100-fold. It's based on the hearer. When we hear the word of God, does it get into our hearts and we say, I believe that? Or do we say, I don't know, God. Well, that's the measure that it will be done for you. We have to believe the word of God and let it activate our hearts and change the way we behave. And you have to train yourself over and over again to stay on track. Amen? We need that repetition. I told you guys, my dad would wake up early in the morning before church and he'd get on his piano and he'd play that song this is the day that the lord has made like a hundred times while we were all getting ready but after about the hundredth time you feel like this is the day that the lord has made i will rejoice and be glad in it we need that repetition that word of god coming back over our life every time the fear comes in or the doubt comes in or the doctor's report you say by your stripes i am healed that the word of god washes over you it's alive it's active reading the bible and hearing from God and knowing he is speaking to you is the greatest joy of this Christian life. I'm telling you, nothing compares. And it's free. It's available to you. You can set an appointment. You can meet up with him. He will. He has answers for you for yesterday. Do you know what I mean? Like you could have not heard, but you can start today. You can start tomorrow morning to access this, this precious precious, living, and active word. God breathed, tailor-made for you. We make room for everything we value. Let's make room for it in our lives. He will meet you, and your 2018 can be the best year of your life, because at the end of the day, knowing Christ is the point of this whole thing. Jason, would you come? We're going to close out our service, but the point of today was to give you a journal to get you um, with your journal. In the back of your journal is our reading plan that you would get linked up with a reading plan and begin to access God's word, that we approach it as we value it, that it is God-breathed. We listen, we pray, 
we write, we journal. And I'm telling you, you guys are going to come tell me testimonies of what God is speaking to you. And there, I, there's nothing I want to hear more. I want to hear you come up to me and say, I was facing this thing and I found answers. And he spoke to me this week and he confirmed something. I remember when Joel was working full time in the ministry. Ever since I met my husband, he's been full time in the ministry. He's at Starbucks, writing on his napkins, meditating the word of God. And then about three years ago, um, our senior pastor said, I believe God has a shift for you, Joel. And Joel knew it because he had spent time in God's presence and God was preparing him. God will prepare you for what's to come as you get alone with him. And so Joel was prepared for that shift and God called him into the marketplace. He went and never sold anything in his life. He's been in vocational ministry ever since we were married. All of a sudden he's in South County selling copiers as a salesman. And not, I mean, he couldn't have been prepared for that had he not been in God's presence. And there was just a peace on our family. Sure, there was some identity shifting and some changes that he had to go through, but he was prepared beforehand to walk in that thing that God was doing. And he entered it and he kills it. He was like doing so good selling copiers. It's like that ad exec who was just like, rocking in his rocking chair and God saying, lay down your life, go serve the ministry. God wants to whisper those things and reveal mysteries to you about your life. Amen. He has so much in store. Approach the word of God as God breathed. Value it. Don't forsake it. Set a time and a place to meet with God. He loves to encamp in a a prepared atmosphere. Let's be people that, that get in the word of God and then have testimony.